If you would love to create a transformational and successful coaching business, but you don't know where to start or how to make this a full-time career, then my new certification program, Influential Coach, is for you. There is no other four-month live online mastermind like this. I'm going all in, guns blazing on this one with you to skyrocket your coaching career and personal brand online. You will learn the frameworks I personally use for rapid transformational coaching so you can support your clients to achieve their dreams no matter where they are in life. You will also learn how to authentically brand and market yourself as a coach so you can stand out from the rest and build a career of freedom and fulfillment. Spots are limited and this is an application only program. So if you're serious about finally committing to building a successful career in transformational coaching, then head over to imjoelbrown.com slash coach and apply today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and I'm here today with Grammy award-winning artist, activist, and New York Times bestselling author, Lecrae. See, Lecrae has a new book that has come out. It's called I Am Restored, How I Lost My Religion But Found My Faith. And if you're on the other side of this episode right now, listening in, and you have struggled with things such as abuse, trauma, divorce, division, addiction, or hopelessness, Lecrae is here to tell you that there is a way to break through this. So Lecrae, thank you so much for being here, brother. I'm excited to dive into these powerful conversations. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. Awesome. So Lecrae, I've read your book, I Am Restored. There's so much juice in there, man. I, uh, I resonate with a lot of your journey. I personally was in the, the music industry. Uh, I'm now in the entrepreneurial space. And I tell you what, man, being a, a man of faith uh, and walking in the secular world, just that pull that the secular world has at times and the temptation that's at play, I can understand if, if you've had these crazy uh, experiences in your life and you have your wounds and the trauma that's there that's suppressed, I can understand how it tries to play out on an unconscious level. So let's dive into this, man. A lot of the audience are predominantly entrepreneurs. They're very much on the run. You know, they're chasing success. They're high achievers. It may even be overcompensationary success. But uh, what would you say for you was this like pinnacle moment in your life where you realized that you needed some healing to take place now? You know, I, I come from a background where um, it didn't grow up my biological father. I struggled with uh, affirmation and approval. I was always kind of like on the low end of the totem pole. So I had to fight for everything. I had to, to, to scrap to, to feel a sense of worth and value. And that carried over into my pursuit of, you know, my success. Um, you know, outside of being a musician, you know, you're, you're moving a million miles an hour, trying to be an entrepreneur, trying to be an author, trying to be all these particular things. And um, I always say it like this, the way I knew I needed healing was not because all of a sudden the success stopped. It was because the engine on my boat ran out of gas. And let me break that down for you. Most entrepreneurs, successful people would liken themselves to motorboats or speedboats. And when you're a speedboat, you're moving a million miles an hour as quick as possible. But what ends up happening eventually is you run out of gas. 
And none of our biggest fear is being a raft. We don't want to be the type of person that's just carried by the ways. We don't want to be the type of individual that is just like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to let life happen. We want to be go-getters. But in going so fast, you run out of gas. And I had to learn that I was meant to be a sailboat. A sailboat, you put work in, you put hard work and effort in, but there's an understanding of the wind. There's a time when you understand when it's time to let the sails up, when it's time to have them down, when it's time to turn the rudder. And so it's this all-encompassing act. And I was a speedboat moving so fast, thinking I was just going to accomplish everything. And then I ran out of gas. And gas, ran out of gas for me looked like depression, looked like anxiety, looked like coping mechanisms. Yeah, powerful. It, it sounds like you, you started to notice this kind of this disorder in your life, right? I remember watching the series that you put out on, on YouTube recently, the restoration series. Man, I, I love what you said in the first episode there where you said it's like you, you wake up in the morning and you see beautiful things and you know that it's beautiful, but you can't appreciate it. Mm. Now, I'm sure there's somebody listening right now for sure that can resonate with that and that's struggling with that. Yeah. How did you work your way out of this depression? Yeah. I mean, that's the tough part, right? Is, is when you're used to working and, and accomplishing goals, you, you're thinking to yourself, there's a way I can fight my way through this. So there's some kind of, you know, book I can read or thing I can do. And unfortunately, the reality of it is, is that your, your nervous system, your body, your past traumas, all of them need time to heal and they need attention. And so you, you have to now be as passionate as I had to be as passionate as I was about my healing process as I was about everything that I was doing that got me into that, that dark place. And so it took a lot of time, effort, energy, um, you know, counseling, therapy, med- meditation, medication, all of it um, in order to get myself to a place where I was functioning and I was healing. Yeah. We've gone deep real quick. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, like if you haven't had a chance yet, uh, definitely check out Lecrae's music. This is what brought me to, to you in the first place is I, I was listening to your music for so many years and your new album is so dope, bro. I, I love it. it. It has so much depth and so much power. I love the, the John Legend track that you did. Uh, I love, uh, yeah, I think it's Drown. And then we have uh, Deep as well. Like, man, Set Me Free is another amazing track. You've got a lot of hits coming out right now. Uh, but what I, what I noticed in your book was that you said, and this is something that I felt like, wow, man, this is, this is the part that also screwed me up in a sense that when you said you were addicted to working your way out of problems, mm. it's like, being missed to fix it right like it's like there's always there's got to be a way to fix this thing instead of just accepting it and letting it go it was always just like fixing 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 how did you how did you break free from that like you noticed it obviously but what did you put in place and what are you doing now instead of trying to fix everything yeah well you know they they say the best friends are not the friends that fix you but the friends that face you and um and, and I had to become a good friend of myself and face my issues, not just try to fix them, but face them. What's the cause of them? What's, where did this come from? Let's sit in this. And, and oftentimes we don't want to sit in it. We, 
We don't want to open up that closet and deal with these things because these things get in the way of us accomplishing whatever goals that we have in front of us. And unfortunately, um, you know, you're only covering up real wounds and real issues with successes, right? And so you're not, honestly, when we talk about, you know, success, my definition had to change. Success used to be what I did compared to you. Now success is what I do compared to what I was made to do, right? Compared to uh, the, the burden, the passion that I have. And so I can't be my best if I have not faced myself and dealt with what I, what I'm, what I, what I was going through. And oftentimes we're standing at the edge of a major change in our lives and we're afraid to jump, right? But, but you can't become the person that you want to be until you face the person that you currently are and, and how this person came into fruition. So it, it was a process of just sitting still and dealing with who I am. Yeah. And, and also at some point, letting go of that old identity, right? Absolutely. Into a new. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that was that's a big part of it. For sure. And, and I guess that's a part of being in a sense, like, obviously, you're a Christian, I'm a Christian, too. And it's they say, you know, that born again, right? There's also that restoration that happens. Because I remember when I had my, my moment of coming back into my faith, I was like, so on fire, like, just so deep, just everyone else is wrong. I got the truth. Like I was so, so passionate about it all. And I was, I was into a lot of the new age stuff. And I was like, get rid of the new age. I'm all about this. And um, it was almost like this expecting in a very short amount of time that it was just going to, the fire was just going to stay there like that. And then all my stuff started to come up too, man. I got to be transparent with you. When you talked about the abortion, you know, with your, with your ex-partner, I went through something similar and I just remember like not feeling much at the time, but then when I prayed to God and was like, search my heart and reveal to me the parts of me that are unhealed. Bro, mm -hmm. one day I heard uh, a YouTube video playing this breakdown of, you know, what, what the facts really are and what goes on in that space. Bro, I dropped to my knees and just bawled my eyes out. And it's, it's something that like, you can't even control. It's just, it's coming up. Yeah. And so like for you, you obviously had this experience where you realized this. Can you share this? Because I, I think a lot of people out there may be able to resonate with this too. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the body, it, it keeps the score. The way we're designed as human beings is that traumatic things that happen to us, um, you know, our body doesn't say, oh, that happened so long ago, right? It's not like a scab. Um, when it's a uh, an emotional wound. And, and as a man of faith, you know, the emotional and the spiritual are, are very much connected. Um, that's something that you have to process. And that takes healing. Um, and, and that healing comes from a renewal of your mind, a, res a restorative process. And, you know, obviously, I think that, um, you know, all of the things that I've, molestation, uh, abuse, abortion, um, my goodness. I mean, my list goes on and on. There's just, you know, we'd be here all day, but, <laughs> yeah. but those things didn't just happen. And I move on, you know, I may have buried them and kept going, but, 
but they were still affecting me in ways that I did not understand. It's kind of like kinetic energy. When it starts, it just keeps on going. And in, until you stop, address it and find healing in those particular areas, it's always going to affect you. You, you don't even realize it. Um, it's affecting your decisions. And so that healing process, I, I'd, I'd say, you know, uh, if you're not a, 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 of any type of religious background, right? There's an entry way, right? There, there's, it's kind of like, you can put on some glasses that will do some correcting, right? Therapy, counseling, all those particular things will do some correcting. I, I'm a firm believer that my relationship with God um, was like corrective surgery, it was like, oh, now I'm different. Like, I'll never be the same. I don't have to put on the glasses anymore. I'm new and, and I've been adjusted. And it doesn't mean I'm perfect now, but it means that there's been some internal healing that's been done and my identity is, is, is reshaped and I have a new perspective. Yeah, and, and I'd imagine that even just being in that commitment in that relationship with God, you've asked him to hold you to a higher ground and in that higher ground that higher calling bro there's a lot that gets revealed and sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow <laughs> and 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 it feels like you know he's sending the storm you know it feels like you're in the middle of this this chaos i heard somebody say something the other day i think it might have been a, a preacher uh, he says you know why does the surgeon bring the knife to a body he doesn't come to kill he comes to cut out the cancer. And this is what God does with us. Sometimes we think like, why am I going through this? Like, why is this happening to me? And it's like, wait, it's happening for you. That's good. That's yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah man. Sometimes yeah. It's, it's what's, what's good for you isn't always good to you, but uh, that's, that's part of the process. Yeah, definitely. So on the front of your, your book, you mentioned these words and I know everyone has their own definition. I'd like you to define this. You said that you, you lost your, relig your religion, but you found your relationship. Um, I'm a big believer in this too, but could you, for the audience, just share what is, what's the difference between religion and relationship? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you know, without getting too philosophical with it, um, we live in this, in this world, I'm in the Western world and, we, we like systems and structures and, and rules, and, and rules are okay. But when you become defined by how well you keep the rules, when your identity, your worth, your value is defined by how well you keep these rules, um, that's not okay. That's never healthy. And that is what, um, what, what many of us in this time period understand to be religion. Now that may not be what religion is supposed to be, but that's how it manifests itself as rules that we try to keep in order to find ourselves in good standing with God, right? So if I can keep all the rules, then I'm in good standing with God and other people. And the problem is, is that we're not even good at keeping our own rules. How many of us make New Year's resolutions and we, we don't keep them, right? So how can we possibly keep God's rules if we can't keep our own? And, and what a relationship does, what faith does is faith understands that your relationship with God is not predicated on how well you follow the rules. It's predicated on how well he has already followed the rules and allowed you into that relationship because of that. And so my relationship is more about how I 
spend time with God, understand his ways, um, communicate. And, and, and because of the relationship we have, I don't, there's things I don't want to do. Right. So it's not like I'm forced it's like in, in relationship with my wife. You know, if I come home and I bring her some flowers and I say, this is what I'm supposed to do to get you to stay with me. That's, that's not going to work. But, <laughs> but if I'm in a good relationship with her, I can't wait to give her flowers. It's not a duty. It's not a chore. And in the same way with God in following him, it's not a duty or a chore when you're in a relationship with him. And so I, I left the religion alone trying to prove myself and I embraced my faith and embraced my relationship with God. Yeah. I love that, man. You're such a rebel. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it sucks, man. Sometimes when I have conversations with people and they have this church hurt, um, I was blessed enough to not have that experience. I actually really loved the community when I was younger. And then I just kind of was like 13 years old, mom, I've got this. I'm going to go out and, and be a man of the world. And obviously went through that journey up until 27 and in God buckled me and I fell on my knees and I was like, I need you. <laughs> I've realized I need you. I've had all the success and everything else. And it's not there, man. There's this like emptiness at the end of the rainbow, right? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I've seen it all, done it all. And you are dead on. Brother, I want to ask you this because I feel like I've been in a similar space in the sense of this feeling of, you know, you know where you spend, spend time in the kingdom, right? Because when we look at this, the kingdom of God, right? When Jesus came, he said, he said, my purpose is to spread the good news of the kingdom of God. And when we understand the kingdom, we are kingdom citizens when we're in our faith and relationship with Christ, right? And, and I find this struggle sometimes to walk this line where it's like, I want to spend time with God. And I also know I've got my duties in the secular world. Did you ever experience that where you feel this pull? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the hard part about it all is that there's there's many noble things that are not necessarily godly things. You know, so there's some good things, noble things that aren't bad, but there's a pull uh, to, to tackle some of these things that are noble. But the problem is, is that some of those noble things you find your identity in, you find your worth in. And uh, so, I mean, that's on the just on one end of the spectrum. Let's just talk about like, hey. I got to finish. I want to make four albums, you know, in the next two years. And that's noble. That's that's OK. But is that healthy? What's my motivation? What's my reasoning for that? Because now that can lead me down a path of of trying to find my worth and value in what I've accomplished. And then on the on the flip side of that, there's all the temptations, right, of, you know, believing that you're the greatest thing known to man and you're and and you're deserving of all the attention and, and all eyes should be focused on you and and then you know well, why don't my family treat me like these people do and and you know what i deserve this and i deserve that and you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna make a mistake tonight. i'm gonna drink too much because i deserve to drink too much you know you start rationalizing all these particular things um which becomes very unhealthy in in that pool and you know the old adage always says if, if, if you got two dogs and they're the same kind of dog and the same type of build and everything, which one's going to win if they get into a fight? And it's always the one you feed the most, right? You've heard it before. Which dog are you going to feed the most? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So profound, man. Your book, I Am Restored, uh, if everyone's listening to this right now and you're feeling like, man, this is resonating so much, pick the book up. 
read it because what we're touching on is literally the tip of the iceberg compared to what's in the book as well. We, we, we can't be here for five or six hours, but really the book is so deep. Um, Lecrae, if you could pick two chapters in the book, which chapters would they be? Um, I'm going to say, you know, the last chapter where we're, we're talking about hope. Um, we're talking about how restoration is really found. Probably, probably you know, church hurt is the worst hurt so, because that's a big part of, of my journey and, and how dark it got for me. And then of course the last chapter, finding hope in the chaos, um, because I want people to know this is not the end, you know, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're wrestling through, we're, we're in a global pandemic. Your business might not be doing as well as you want it to be doing. That's not the end. This is not the end of the story. Bad chapter, not the end of the story. And <laughs> I, I want people to realize that. Yeah. Powerful stuff, man. And your favorite, Two tracks on your album, Restoration. Which, um, which, by the way, if you're listening right now, number one Christian artist on Billboard and number two in hip hop. That's huge, man. Congratulations on that, too. Yeah, really honored. Uh, number two only to Nas. So, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll let Nas, <laughs> you know. Give it know. to him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but honestly, I... Uh, probably only human because I want people to hear my story and my transparency. And then um, maybe the title track restore me. Um, you know, those are two of my favorites just because I, it's the raw uncut emotions of, of this process of restoration. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. Definitely pick up the album, pick up the book, get them together and just bring yourself into the experience. Cause this is what it is. Lecrae. you know, when you make music, you're not necessarily just making like a single or an album, you're creating an experience and you're inviting people into experience. When you write your book and you put your book out there, you're bringing people into an experience. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just give yourself like that week to just get the book, listen to the music, immerse yourself in it. And man, it, it'll change the game for you. So Lecrae, did you go to like some Tony Robbins events? Did you pick up like Jack Canfield's books? Or like what were some, maybe some self-development things that you implemented, some strategies, daily practices to, to get you back into this space of momentum and growth? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I have a lot of great personal coaches. Um, you know, I think we all need coaches, right? If you can't, you know, obviously I have access to a lot of incredible people. If you don't have access to them, you've got, you know, a Tim Ferriss or a Tony Robbins or different people of, of the like. But if, even if you can assemble some coaches in your life, you know, we all look for a mentor, but a mentor is, assumes that there's one person who has all the insight. But if you're a professional athlete, you need lots of different coaches for different things. And so you're going to need coaches for finance for your finances, you're going to need that. That same coach may not know how to run a business. That same coach may not know how to lead a team. And so you need different coaches in these different areas of life. And, and so look for them. I mean, you know, the guy who does not, uh, you know, have a, a, a ton of financial expertise, maybe lead, maybe a military leader, and he knows about leadership. And that's someone who can really mentor you and coach you on how to lead a team. Um, and then the guy who owns, you know, a hundred chains, uh, you know, may not be very good at talking to you about teamwork, you know, but he knows about how to run these chains and so on and so forth. So it's just finding some coaches and that's, what's been really good for me. 
Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Lecrae, where can we pick up your book? Yeah, it's uh, obviously available on Amazon. It's uh, different bookstores around the country. Um, and you can always go to lecrae.com. It's L-E-C-R-A-E.com and you can get it there. Wonderful. Lecrae, before we wrap up, I've got two more questions. The first one here is from a creative uh, aspect with your art, because I know there'll be some people listening right now that saw your name on the podcast episode. They're like, man, I want to learn how to create great music like Lecrae. What are some creative habits that you get into or rituals to get yourself in the zone, to, to get into that, that flow? Yeah, two things. Um, one is eliminate stress. Stress is going to stifle your creativity always. So, you know, I meditate um, and, and for me, you know, I do prayer meditations or I, I just think on things that are beneficial, helpful, um, clear my mind, um, but, but just take time to relieve stress or I go somewhere, you know, take a walk. And then um, the other thing is that quantity will produce quality. So a lot of people think that, that you're waiting on inspiration to hit you. That's not really the case. The reality is you just keep doing it, keep writing, keep recording, keep doing it all. And in that process, inspiration may come, but you're not going to get the quality work if you don't put in the quantity. So if I don't record 30 songs, I'm not going to get one good one. Right. I'm just hoping, you know, a lot of us are, oh, I'm just waiting for the inspiration to hit me. Then I'm going to write this great song. No, I'm going to make 30 songs and that discipline is going to bring about the quality uh, in one or two or four, eight for that matter. But you've got to be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I feel like creativity requires courage too. you know, courage to make, like you said, the 30 and know that not all of them are going to be, yeah. you know, considered to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Very good. True. So Lecrae, last question for this interview here. And thanks a million for being a part of the Addicted to Success community and movement. I really appreciate it. The question is, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? Wow. No pressure, huh? <laughs> second speech. Um, I'm going to say that you were created to reflect the greatest creator imaginable. And you know, through that relationship, the sky is the limit. Um, but you can't take credit for the light that's going to shine from you. You've got to reflect the light that's been given to you and live your life that way. 